Next on BYU Sports Nation, Rivalry Week Part 3. BYU football with some extra rest. On to Utah State. When will we know who starts at quarterback? BYU's a seven-point dog heading into Saturday's game as the line opened up at Utah State. Is that remotely accurate? Plus, BYU basketball gets some good news from the NCAA for a change. What kind of impact will transfer Alex Barcelo make this season? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hope you're enjoying your Monday, October 28th, wherever and however you're connected. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who loves concerts so much he will literally buy the tickets on live television. Mm-hmm. His name is Jerem Jordan. We are going to 21 Pilots tonight uh, up in Salt Lake. Excited about that. But we're so old. I, I'm so old. I'm like, you know what? I want to buy seats, and I just want to show up when, when like, the opening act. If I want to see them, great. I'll show up a little early. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I just want to show up when 21 Pilots rolls out there. So I need someone to tweet at me and tell me when that is. <laughs> I'm going to call uh, Vivint Smart Home Arena today and try and figure that out. But the doors don't open till 8. I got to go to bed at some point. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting old, man. Old man Jordan's got to get his concert in and get go, home on time. Got to go to bed. <laughs> Live like 45 minutes away. Come on. Are you sure you don't want to sell the tickets and try and make a profit? No. <laughs> I believe in profit multiple. <laughs> Uh, we've got your ticket for a loaded Monday show. BYU basketball transfer guard Alex Barcelo will hey, join hey! us live. The what? NCAA did BYU a solid for once? I know. What? Where was he when he what? found out his waiver came through? And what kind of impact will he make this season? What a weekend for some of BYU football's opponents. Oh, man. Will there be another ranked foe on the schedule? Plus, Taysom, Jamal, Kyle, Fred, which Cougar is having the best year? They're all first-namers. In the National Football Brazilian League. soccer players. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Welcome to the 2019-2020 basketball season. Alex Barcelo, the junior guard and transfer from Arizona, now eligible to play for BYU immediately after the NCAA approves his waiver. Typically, transfers must sit out a year. Not the case for Barcelo, an ESPN Top 100 recruit back in 2017. He averaged three and a half points a game in his time at Arizona. How much will that impact the season? What kind of impact will he make? We will discuss in a moment. BYU football plays at Utah State this Saturday off a of bye week. The Cougars started as a seven-point underdog. That line is down to four in some places. Offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, special teams coordinator Ed Lamb will discuss the matchup coming up after the show on Coordinator's Corner on BYU TV. And this just in, BYU and ESPN announced broadcast plans and kick time for the Liberty game in Provo next Saturday, November 9th. The game's scheduled for 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, and will be on ESPNU. The San Diego State BYU men's basketball game time will be uh, announced soon as well because that was uh, waiting for the football time. So we'll let you know as soon as we know that. Could there be a noon tip-off in that game? Will it go as early as that? Could be one. We'll see. We'll see. The always swaggy Jamal Williams and his Green Bay Packers defeated the Kansas City Chiefs last night at Arrowhead. Three straight home losses for Jason Shepard's Chiefs. 31-24. Williams ran for a touchdown, caught a remarkable touchdown from Aaron Rodgers in that victory. The Packers are 7-1. Jamal's former running mate Taysom Hill had three catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. And the New Orleans Saints 31-9 win over the Arizona Cardinals. 
Hill's put up some crazy numbers compared to other notable names in the league. We'll get into the details of that later. And number four, women's soccer beat San Diego 3-1 Saturday, scoring three unanswered goals after going down 1-0 in the 12th minute. Because BYU scored 22 seconds later from yep. Michaela Coulihan and had other goals from Cameron Tucker and this one from Elise Flake. Get in the groove as Elise Flake is in a groove of her own right-footed shot and a beauty! A rocket! Who tweeted, uh, who tweeted Spencer, that it should be, we should just call her Elite? No? Elite I need to find Flake. the Twitter handle. <laughs> Somebody said, yeah, we, we need to call her Elite Flake. I'm, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with that. The Cougars remain fourth in the top drawer soccer rankings this week. Play at San Francisco Saturday. Hey, all rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Let the mental chess match begin for BYU football coach Kalani Satake with the guy he used to work around, Gary Anderson. If you were Kalani Satake, Jerem, and you have two capable quarterbacks, Baylor Romney after beating Boise State and Jaron Hall coming off of uh, a concussion, but he apparently is healthy, would you announce a starter at QB prior to kickoff on Saturday? I would, but I'm more of the open communication dialogue thing. I, I could see where you'd want to hold that information and not reveal it, right, so that Utah State has to prepare for both. And perhaps preparing for two means they're less prepared for the one. If Jaron Hall hasn't passed concussion protocol yet, I definitely wouldn't because you probably can't. I think this decision is mostly contingent upon the health of Jaron Hall. If Jaron Hall's healthy, I say start him. I know that Steve Young told us on uh, Thursday – I would start Baylor Romney. Now, Jaron Hall, to me, uh, has already shown that he's the guy. He was the backup. He's on scholarship. BYU's fourth string's on scholarship, by the way. Joe Critchlow, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. I would start Jaron. I, I don't want to lose Jaron Hall emotionally or mentally. I'm not saying he would be lost, but you'd, you'd kind of crack open an egg there of, well, we're gonna, you lost your job, and if I'm Jaron Hall, I'm like, why did I lose the job? Didn't I do well against USF? And then someone was unblocked and just blasted me. Uh, for a sack, why is that my fault? I would start Jaron Hall, and regarding the announcement, I, I, if, if I'm BYU and I know it's Jaron Hall, I might save it, but if it was me making the decision, I would say Jaron Hall's the guy Baylor Romney's back up. I think you name a starter. Take the pressure off the team trying to hide it. I think these things can become unnecessarily distracting, like the smoke of this, rather than focus on the actual game and the actual opponent. I don't, I don't know how much Utah State's even going to be worried about who's starting at quarterback because they have bigger issues of their own. I would expect Gary Anderson and Utah State to say this week, it's not about them, it's about us. We just gave up 31 first downs to Air Force. They possessed the ball for 45 minutes. We had 128 total yards of offense. Utah State has bigger issues right now within their own team than worrying about if Baylor Romney or Jaron Hall starts. So I don't know how much of an advantage it actually would be Yes, there's some gamesmanship. And BYU always plays that game, though. To your they, point, if Jaron right? Hall isn't healthy, then maybe you do hold off and just yeah. make them think, oh, maybe it could. I don't, I don't think that it – Utah State, they have bigger issues to deal with than who BYU starts at quarterback coming out that loss to Air Force. So I don't know. I, and typically it leaks out in our culture, in our day and age with social media. It, it would be hard to keep it all of the way quiet. Yet most teams try. It's weird, right? I'd just say pick a guy and go. 
put the spotlight on the actual game and not who's going to start at quarterback. And I feel like the guy is picked. You put him on scholarship, and now one game is going to change your mind? Like, that's, that's pretty quick to make that decision. I said this last like week. Like, if Jaron Hall's healthy, why wouldn't he start? Yeah, I said this last week. I feel like both are capable. Like, I can understand why the coaches might want to keep that momentum going with Baylor Romney, but BYU had a bye week. Right. So I, Jaron Hall it, should be ready unless there's bigger issues, and you hope there's not. It but would make I, more sense. I would sense. imagine he's healthy today. Yeah. Like, did he pass concussion protocol last week? Uh, if no one asks, I'm going to ask at the press conference, is Jaron Hall ready to go? It would make more well, sense. We'll see. It's like, ugh. Yes, for Baylor Romney to start <laughs> immediately following. But after a bye week, don't you go back to your backup quarterback who was ahead and who it wasn't his fault that USF ran the ball at BYU's defense. It wasn't Jaron Hall's fault right. that BYU couldn't stop the run in Tampa. Topic two, BYU opened as a seven-point underdog at Utah State this week. What? It's down to four in some spots. Is that too high, too low, or just right? What, too, what temperature of porridge is it? It's too high in favor of Utah State. Right now, I put Utah State as a one, maybe two-point favorite. What have you done for me lately? I know the Aggies played a really, really, really elite LSU football team. So, yeah, that one goes. And but the Wake season Forest opener at Wake Forest. Yeah. That, Wake Forest? They have a football team? Utah State doing what they typically do against Power 5 teams early in the season. Like, play well enough to win, and then it gets away at the very end, right? That, that's what happens. That, that's what happens. What have you done for me lately? Uh, you got destroyed by Air Force. You're a little beaten up and cut blocks for days against the Falcons, and now you got to come home and take on a BYU team that is reinvigorated. They have a resurgence. There's some energy now, and BYU's licking their chops like, hey, maybe this is the year that BYU can go back-to-back with rivalry wins, get to 4-4. Four and four. I, I feel like the urgency is there for BYU. It's more of like panic mode in, in Logan because – I think they may have just played their way out of a Mountain West Conference title run, potentially. Yeah, it's tough because they still have to play Boise State, yes, right? Yes, And Boise State doesn't have a loss in Mountain West play quite yet. Uh, the league looks tough except, uh, with Boise State and San Diego State. Utah State, I thought, was one of the contenders until Saturday. It was like, I watched the whole second half of that game, and I was like, what happened to Utah State? Yeah, there's certainly issues. I, I think it's way high. No, I'm with you. I, I don't really know where the line should be because who is Utah State? I don't, they're not the team that lost to Air Force every week. That was an anomaly. No, no. Nor is BYU the team that beat Boise State Amen. every week. So I don't know which BYU showed up. I don't know which quarterback showed up. I don't know Utah State. I think Jordan Love's really good. But he has a negative touchdown-interception ratio this year. That screams, I'm not good. But last year showed us way too much good to undo everything, right? I think he's a good player, but it's kind of a weird deal. Threw three picks at LSU. A lot of people were doing that. They're really good. It's, it's really interesting to see who's going to show up. Because going into the game, it's like seven-point dog. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would take that immediately. Yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of people did, and that's why the line has gone down to four. Yeah, it seems like the experts in the desert used a dartboard. Like, uh, I, I don't know, just, just throw Dude, it on the dartboard. Seven points. Right. And okay. They're, and they're doing like every FBS game. Can you imagine? Like UMass. or They, they did uh, Rutgers Liberty, and Liberty was a favorite uh-huh. being paid a million bucks. And then Liberty went and lost. To Rutgers. So, yeah, they don't always know. They just know more than you and I. You know what I mean? This is the great mystery. And thankfully, there is no snow or crazy weather in the forecast for now. It'll be cold in Logan, mid-40s, but nothing too crazy. Even if it's 90 degrees, it's still cold in Logan. 
You know what I'm saying? When the wind blows out of Logan Canyon, yes. <laughs> it's uh, ridiculous. Saturday. Oh, wait. Okay, so yeah, I'm, I'm thinking mid-40s. So we don't anticipate any crazy weather. Saturday, high of 47, low of 20, sunny. That's, it's early. It's early. But do we know what these teams are? I, I am What fascinated. do we know more? What the weather will be or what teams will show oh. up? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Okay. All right. Now, while you think about that, let's go on to basketball for topic three. Good news from the NCAA for BYU. What? Alex Barcelo granted his waiver. The transfer from Arizona will now be able to immediately play and impact this BYU basketball season. How will the addition of the junior guard and transfer Alex Barcelo change the season for BYU basketball? I think BYU wins a game or two that they wouldn't have because they get an extra veteran guard that's talented. Now, if you look at his stats from Arizona, you're you're thinking, well, perhaps the impact's not that big. I think Alex Barcelo has a lot to prove, to prove that he's a good player. He In high school, he won two 6A titles, was a two-time Gatorade Player of the Year. This guy is a good player. And he's going to fit into a system that I think will accentuate what he does well. He, this guy is so happy, by the way. He is so fun to talk to. We're going to talk to him in the next segment. It'll be our second interview with him. I really like him. I think he looks at his own performance at Arizona and says, you know what? I'm going to get more of a chance. At BYU. That's why he left. He wants mm-hmm. to play more, right? He's going to get more of a chance here. It's a senior-heavy group. He's one of those upperclassmen you add into that. He, he's a tremendous defender. Uh, he can get a steal, knock down a shot. Great score, great joy, great teammate. I love everything about this guy. Is he going to average 20? I don't know. Like on, With this group, with Jake Toulson and TJ Haas and eventually Yoli Childs, hopefully Alex Barcelo is a guy that, if he doesn't start, comes off the bench and is a real spark uh, at point guard and can back up TJ Haas. And now you have someone that you trust that can take care of the ball, knock down a shot, play good defense. Got, I hope Alex Barcelo is what Nick Emery was at his best. Okay. That kind of player yeah. off the bench. Now, the guy I was thinking of was Skylar Halford. I hope Alex mm. Barcelo can be that type of player for BYU. Off the bench, immediate energy, good three-point shooter. He'll have his day in the sun. He'll have a game or two where he goes for 18 points or 20 points, knocks down four or five three-pointers. Like That's going to happen. But he's an eighth scholarship player available for Mark Pope. Eight whole scholarship players. That's crazy. <laughs> You're supposed to have 13. First and foremost, he's a healthy eighth scholarship player. And the guard line is already somewhat deep, but he's going to be put in. BYU's got to go small this year because they don't have very many big men available. And he is, he is 6'2", 180, so a little smaller, but he'll be the, the uh, point behind TJ or a combo guard with TJ. We'll see. Yeah, another good shooter from what we're told. Going on in BYU basketball practice right now. So BYU's real vacancy still remains in the post. Oh, 100%. BYU needed Richard Harward to get a waiver. Haven't heard back officially. Yeah, and Wyatt Lowell well, did not, he didn't, uh, he didn't he did apply, not apply for a waiver. Yeah, he so did not he apply. is definitely out. So he played way too much to get a waiver. BYU still waits to hear if Richard Harward I don't expect it. He played a lot. I don't know why he'd get one, but it'd be awesome. So he's, uh, speaking of Alex Barcelo, he is needed depth for the backcourt, Jim. Yeah, yeah. maybe he's the NCAA goes, you know what? Yeah, nine games is crazy. Well, and So we'll give you a hard word. And it's look at good. the situation he came from at the University of Arizona. And I'm, I'm guessing right. that probably factored into it as well. Right. Okay, you were kind of in a messy situation down there with the coaching staff and sanctions. and. That sounds like me applying for uh, school lunch in elementary school. You know what? I need to get it free, and here's why. <laughs> <laughs> and it was granted. <laughs> Back to football for our question of the day. If you were the head coach, Kalani Satake, you make the call. Would you name a starting quarterback prior to Saturday's game at Utah State? Mm. And why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. 
This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at Pickfire21 on Twitter. Absolutely not. At least not to the public. Let Utah State guess what they are going to get. Hall and Romney provide quite a different look, so let Utah State worry about both of them. Yeah, Hall, a uh, better runner, certainly. And uh, Romney made some really good decisions, took care of the ball, which, by the way, in BYU's three wins. No, no uh, giveaways. Yeah. So take care of the ball, wins the game. And neither of the available quarterbacks have thrown an interception. So there's in that. their entire so there's that BYU football one, careers of yeah. two games yeah. combined. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two starts. Coming up, could BYU play a fifth-ranked team this year in football? Plus, transfer guard Alex Barcelo on how it feels to get the green light from the NCAA. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you like knowledge and BYU football and information, you're going to love our next show. It's called Coordinator's Corner. It's coming up right after us. Greg Rubel is going to chat with Jeff Grimes and Ed Lamb. Lots to discuss. Boise Mm -hmm. State win. Utah State game coming up. Will Jeff Grimes just announce the quarterback on that show? We'll see. It's coming up right after us on BYU TV. Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We have a two-quarterback system working here in uh, Studio yeah, Yes, B. we do. We might as well make it a three-quarterback I can be system. the running back, whatever. Okay. No, let's go three-quarterbacks. Three-quarterbacks. And, and welcome that, in our next idea. guest, Alex Barcelo, <laughs> the newest uh, cleared and waived player from the NCAA to be available for BYU basketball. <laughs> Alex, welcome to Studio B. Congratulations. Yeah. Man. Thank you. No, it's a great feeling. It's great to be here. How did you find out that that waiver was granted, and where were you when you found out? Um, I found out uh, Chad, our compliance guy, he came in at the beginning of practice. I mean, we were all huddled up, ready to hear Coach talk before give us our pre, pre-practice talk, and uh, he asked me, like, how would I feel about playing this year? And I was like, well, I mean, I'd love to play this year, like, and anything to get me to play this year. And he's like, well, get, get ready, suit up. <laughs> and then everyone just crowded me. Everyone like basically almost tackled me to the floor, and was so excited. And I mean, it almost brought tears to my eyes just because like I've been working so hard, and been wanting this so much, and been wanting to play with this team. And there's just a bunch of great guys to be with, and I'm really excited to play with them this year. Well, we're really excited. Uh, not as excited as you probably, right? But we're <laughs> stoked because with the Yoli Childs news, it felt like excessive. And now BYU gets a break. So um, walk us through the process of what it's like to apply for a waiver and, and what you have to do in that. Um, so you basically put together a um, bunch of documents like and submit your case, um, however many documents that may be. Uh, what kind of documents are you talking about? Just like, uh, like statements from you, from friends, from former teammates, just kind of whatever your case was about kind of to support that and make sure that it's valid. And then you submit it to the NCAA and they like kind of review it, maybe send you some follow up questions back. They sent me a couple follow up questions that I had to answer. I answered those, turned them back in, and then they sent my whole case over to Arizona, my former school. And then they have um, like about ten business days to to make a statement back about it. And then uh, they send it to the NCAA and they make a decision. And and, and you get it back. They, yeah. And do they explain why they give it to you, or they just say you can play? I'm pretty sure they just said that I could play. Because I'd love yeah. to know why one person does and one person doesn't. So, for example, we're still waiting here on Richard Harward, right? right. Can he play? So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. No, fingers are crossed that, right. that he gets his. Sure. And still haven't heard back. Right. Yeah. We'll yeah. take an eighth scholarship player for this BYU basketball <laughs> team, given everything that has happened. Alex, where do you expect to make the biggest impact on this team this year, given the circumstances of Gavin Baxter being out and Yoli Childs having to sit out the first nine games and so on and so forth? Um, I mean, I kind of focus on my energy. Like, I love to – I mean, my teammates say that I have a dog mentality, so I like to bring uh, just – the energy and the the hard work and player onto the court and try to get guys going, get everyone's energy up. So we're all playing hard. And I mean, it's easy to do on this team because the guys are so phenomenal. I mean, they, they bring it every day and it's, it's an easy job to do, but I'm very excited for this season and, and where we're, where we're headed. Mark Pope told us on basketball media day that he was still waiting for the day where you guys either were late or didn't bring it with the energy. Have you had that day yet, or are you still good? No, we're still good. You're still yeah. good. That's amazing. <laughs> what What is that taking as a group to maintain that where this is a grind, where you're going to go until hopefully deep into March, right, um, all the way from September? How do you keep that up every day with this group? I mean, luckily we have a, gr- a great group of seniors. I mean, all, all those seniors, they, they really hold the younger guys accountable. Um, and just, I mean, Everyone, everyone shows up, do, does their job on time, and everyone's ready to go. I mean, we we have everyone on our coaching staff is is great, and they hold us all accountable. So it, it's a really great uh, program to be in. What do you feel like you'll be able to do at BYU that you weren't able to do while you were playing at Arizona? Um, I mean, I don't know. Just I know, like I I, I probably. Get, get a great opportunity here. And, uh, I mean, I'm just going to take every day and, and live it in the present and absorb everything and uh, just go out there and give it all that I have. I mean, I, I love this game, and I don't know how many years I have left playing this game. Hopefully, I mean, my goals are to play professionally, but I'm, I'm just going to take every day and li- live it in the present and hope for the best. And maybe it is as simple as an opportunity. Because, you know, I mean, if you didn't feel like you got a real opportunity in Arizona, maybe it's you come to BYU so you can get that shot. I'll answer for you. It's more minutes. (laughs) It's more minutes. It's more shots. Uh It's more everything. Uh Uh That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Were you nervous about this process? Did you think you'd get a waiver? Um, I was a little bit nervous just because I I don't don't know with the NCAA. I mean, they have a tendency. Neither do we. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, thankfully, they they granted me it. And... uh, I mean, I was just I was working every day like I was going to play this year. I mean, even if I didn't play this year, I was going to continue to work that hard um, just to prepare the entire year. Um, but it was definitely a blessing that it came through, and, and I'm ready to go. Oh, man, all of BYU Sports Nation super stoked that uh, that you get the waiver. Do you have, like, a, like uh, someone that's consulting with you when you're filling out this paperwork? Do you have, like, a, is, is Chad William? Is it the compliance team? Like, who, do you have to do all this by yourself, or do you have a team of people around you helping you put together these documents? Oh, no, I mean, we, we have great help here at BYU. I mean, Chad, it was helping me. My coaches were helping me. Just, like, it, it was an unbelievable, I mean, process, and I, had, I didn't do anything by myself. I mean, I had great help along the way. Sure. Well, Mark Pope's a smart guy, too, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's very the perfect smart. guy to consult with. <laughs> exactly. And Mark's a guy that transferred for a better opportunity, right? A guy from Washington to Kentucky, and I think that worked out, right, for a national championship. Yeah. I remember watching him as a player going, oh, that guy's a Mormon. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, do, do you uh, immediately join the I'm playing guys in practice, and you leave your team of Yoli, Richard Harward, and uh, Wyatt, and so on, that were the practice squad, if you will? Do you now shift to the I'm playing team? Uh, I mean... I, and you mixed I, it up, right? Yeah, no, I did. I mean, but I there was, was a group of, we're sitting out 
Yeah, there was a, there was a red shirt group. Um, there was a red shirt group, and, and we would practice every day. And I was on that squad, and then you've now defected to the I'm playing group. <laughs> I mean, I didn't like, I didn't the when when we heard after practice, I, Jake came over to me and he took off my jersey and flipped me over to that squad. <laughs> and, yes. and it yes. just, I mean, he put a big smile on my face. That's so. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, it, you get to play. Leave those yeah. clowns over there. Oh, that is really funny. <laughs> okay, I feel like you're a dangerous man, meaning that you, that you are a better player than the opportunity you got at Arizona and that you will take advantage of this. Am I off in that in terms of you want to prove yourself now that you have a, a different opportunity? Am I off? I, I definitely want to prove myself um, just because, I mean, obviously my my opportunity will hopefully be bigger here. Um, but, I mean, I just, like, I, I feel like I'm a hard worker and I, and I love to work hard every day and I, and I put everything into this game. So I'm just hoping that it plays out. And, uh, I mean, we have a great support system here and a great group of guys. So I'm just, I'm just happy that I get to play with them and alongside them. So. The advantage of going small is you can have more shooters and you can be quick, right? The disadvantage is rebounding, perhaps, or you know, the good post player to defend him or whatnot. Give us an idea of the sense of what this team is kind of figuring out as you evolve without Yoli Childs for nine games and then bring him back and perhaps we'll be okay, even though it's kind of Yoli Childs and uh, you could say Dalton Nixon, Colby Lee down low. Yeah, uh, definitely rebounding is what we're stressing right now. Um, I mean, we work hard on it every day. Um, defensively, we're getting better every single day. Coach Pope is a great defensive coach, and he, he knows what he's talking about in every aspect of the game. Um, but we're definitely stressing uh, just being up in people uh, defensively, getting on, crashing the offensive and defensive glass, and then pushing it in transition. One, one thing that I love about this team is we're great in, in transition. Hopefully, we're going to be a very quick team. BYU guard Alex Barcelo with us on BYU Sports Nation. You look at the guard line right now of TJ Haas and uh, Zach Selyus eventually, who will be joining the team after he comes off of a broken foot. And then you had Jake Toulson, Jesse Wade, and now yourself. How does that guard rotation work, or how will it work with, uh, with you five primary guards out there? Um, I mean, everyone brings something different to the table, and uh, I think we all complement each other well. So whoever's in the game, I mean, I know that they're going to be playing playing their hardest and uh i mean just going out there and and everyone has the same mindset the mindset's to win so i mean do you prefer the point do you prefer a wing like what, what do you like to do um i mean i like to play point but i mean I, at the end of the day like I, I i just think of it as i'm a basketball player so whatever i had to do to help the team win i'm, I'm going to go out there and do what comes to mind emotionally uh what do you feel when you think about an exhibition friday yeah. and then eight days from now the season opener that you get a play in <laughs> it's it's honestly like I don't know if it's hit me yet that I, that I still get to play this year, but um, it, it's just such a, an exciting thing to think about. And uh, I'm ready. Like, I'm going to take the exhibition game as, as a real game day, and it, and it counts uh, whether it does or it doesn't. But I'm, I'm going to leave it out on the floor and, and give it everything I got. Alex, we're stoked for you, man. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for that exhibition <laughs> game day and then uh, beyond, man. We're, we're thrilled for you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Alex. Both on BYU TV, by the way. Friday, Tuesday. Let's go. <laughs> Coming up, which Cougars having the best season in the NFL? Hot debate there. Uh, there are a few undefeated Cougars in the NFL, Jerem, so that might weigh into the debate. This is BYU Sports Nation. Well, there's the Seahawks, too, so 6-2. and two. Let's go. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, or Google Play, and enjoy and subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Yes, we would love your commentary. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, and whip it! 
It's time for the Cougar Whiparound. Men's basketball. Arizona transfer Alex Barcella received a waiver from the NCAA to play immediately. We just chatted with him. Great, fun segment. Watch him play for the first time as a Cougar this Friday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Listen on BYU Radio. Football. BYU and ESPN announced broadcast plans and the kick time for Liberty at BYU on November 9th. The game scheduled for a 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific kickoff. Broadcast on ESPNU. Cougars in the NFL. A note on that. That's under 500 BYU. Prime time in the Eastern time zone on an ESPN still. Hopefully BYU will be 500 when the actual game is played. hope. BYU, uh, former Cougar, Jamal Williams. Two touchdowns last night. One rushing, one receiving. Had a great block for a third one as well. And the win against the Chiefs last night. Daniel Sorensen had three TFLs. Taysom Hill had three catches for 63 yards. Still weird to say. He's a quarterback. He's a receiver in the NFL. I love this. Jamal Williams probably going to cost me a, a loss in my fantasy Is football. Like, I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah. Uh, Taysom out a touchdown catch as well as Drew Brees returned in yeah. a win over the Cardinals. Ziggy Ansah had a tackle for Jerem Jordan's Seattle Seahawks. Half tackle for loss in a 27-20 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Bird superiority. Then there is Fred Warner in the Seahawks division with the undefeated San Francisco 49ers who beat the Carolina Panthers 51-13. Take that, Kyle Allen. Warner led the team in tackles with six. And not to be uh, forgotten, Harvey Long, he had two tackles and a 29-15 Jaguars win over his New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Michael Davis had two tackles and a 17-16 win for the Chargers over the Dub Bears who missed a field goal at the buzzer. Johnny Takitaki and Kyle Benoy went head-to-head yesterday. Takitaki, a pair of tackles. Benoy recorded one in the Patriots' 27-13 win over the Browns. Fourth-ranked BYU women's soccer defeats San Diego 3-1 on Saturday. The Cougars actually trailed for all of 22 seconds and then rattled off three straight goals. 22 seconds. They had enough. The last by Elite Flake. She's That's got thing. 15 on the season. Thing, Number four in the top drawer of soccer rankings this week. The BYU men's team returns home today as regional champs having won all four matches this weekend by a combined score of 31 to 1. Whoa! The Cougars on to Nationals on November 21st where they're probably going to win another national championship. Volleyball! Number 12, Brigham swept Pepperdine Saturday led by McKenna Miller's McKenna Asu. Miller Asu. 18 kills, two aces. Cougars show St. Mary's led by former BYU assistant uh, Rob Browning on Halloween night! Jimmer! Fredette had 21 points on 4 of 4 shooting from the three-point line off the bench in a 108-86 Panathinaikos win over Aris. Cougars in Pro Hoops. Brandon Davies had 21 points, four boards off the bench in an 89-83 FC Barcelona. Uh, lost to Zaragoza. Okay. Rugby. The men's rugby team, well, they took a step back this week, Jeremy. Won uh, by a score of 87 to nothing. It wasn't quite the performance against Utah State. Digits. But we'll take it. The women's team beat UVU 50 to nothing. <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough points. We're spoiled. Sorry. We're spoiled, the rugby team. That's just mean. That's just mean. University. Yeah. If you were BYU football head coach Kalani Satake. I'd be making a lot more than I make now. Truth. Would you name a starting quarterback prior to Saturday's game at Utah State and why? At Soda Coog. Answers on Twitter. No reason to. Both quarterbacks have a separate skill set. Make the. I have a separate skill set. I will find you. He tweets, make the dairy utes <laughs> prepare for both. That's, that's always funny. No reason to give your opponent any type of advantage. <laughs> <laughs> the dairy utes. 
Come on. The Dairy Utes on their Dairy Air. Uh, baseball 55 on the Graham. If Baylor is on fire, why put it out? I was thinking the school because they're still undefeated, right? <laughs> Start Baylor-Romney against Utah State. Take back the wagon wheel. Yeah. Well, Baylor's program has been on fire at times, too. So. All the Baylors are. <laughs> All the Baylors are. Off a of bye week makes it different, right? If it were the next game, it would be, in my mind, it would yes. make more sense. That, no, just go with Baylor. Well, just go with Baylor I next s- week. I still think you played Jaron Hall. Off a of bye I week. I still think you played. But this is a great isn't this weird? At the beginning of the season, we never thought we'd ever be talking about start Baylor Romney. Yes. So this is awesome. So answer me this. Do you feel that any one quarterback gives BYU a better chance to beat Utah State? Because I don't. I'm like, ah, whoever. The, we, the volume is so low on both that it's whatever. Yes. You're right. But I think you don't want to lose Jaron Hall, yeah. potentially, after the season, should you go down a Baylor-Romney route and things go well and you keep starting him. Because guess what? If you start Baylor-Romney against Utah State and you win, you have to keep starting him. Now what happens to Jaron Hall? Jaron Hall may go, I'm a sophomore. Why wouldn't I maybe bounce? I'm not saying he would. I'm just taking you into the possibilities here. right? I think Jaron Hall is a BYU guy, but he's too good to just sit and not play for a long time at a school. I just want the wagon wheel back. Go get the wagon wheel from the Logan. The old wagon wheel. That thing's really heavy, by the way. BYU we, cannot lose a third straight game to Utah State. Coming off of that performance against Air Force and BYU's against Boise State? Right here. But guess what? Both teams are probably closer than you'd think. Yeah, BYU feeling some reinvigorated emotions. Utah State probably in a little bit of desperation, trying to figure some things out as well. And that's a dangerous place to be. BYU is desperate against Boise State, had a great performance, coached them up, you know, variables with the coaching staff and mixing things. Yeah. And it was awesome. Think about that. BYU lost to USF and then beat Boise State. Is Utah State capable of losing at Air Force and beating BYU? Yes. Utah State beat a 7-1 and one San Diego State. Like, the one loss the San one Diego loss State, right? Ranked San Diego I, State has. I don't think San Diego State's, like, really good. But they're 7-1, and one, so they deserve to Fake be Fake idea of the college football rankings. The McLovin of the, yeah. <laughs> Coming up, which Cougar in the NFL is having the best season? Will there be another ranked team on BYU's schedule this year with the Aztecs cracking into the top 25? Mm. Are they going to stay unbeaten until BYU? Well, this is BYU Sports Nation. That'd be incredible. BYU's never played five in a season. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us tomorrow night for the return of BYU football with Kalani Satake. Uh, Lots to discuss on that as well. 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific on the BYU TV app. Reserve your seat on BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show. It's a tradition that we carry forth on most Mondays on BYU Sports Nation. It's time to track BYU football opponents. Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Let's start with the team BYU faces next. Utah State lost 31-7 at Air Force on 128 total yards. Pathetic! They had the ball for 15 minutes for the game. 15 minutes more than I did. The Aggies are 4-3, and three, host Brigham Saturday. USU opened at 7.5. It's down to 4 now. Okay. Liberty... Had a five-game winning streak end with a 44-34 loss at Big Ten Power Rutgers. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, what? Hey, at least the Flames got paid a million dollars to play in that contest, so they nice. win even in a loss. Mm-hmm. Flames fall to 5-3 and three on the season and travel to take on UMass. Oh, that's a big one. This week. Idaho State lost 59-34 at Southern Utah. The 3-5 and five Bengals host Northern Colorado this week. Speaking of UMass, 
they lose to another Eastern Power, UConn, 56-35 in a battle of one-win teams. Again, UMass and Liberty face off this weekend. Liberty's going to technically get bowl eligible if they beat UMass, but will there be a bowl game for right. the Flames? We'll see. San Diego State beat UNLV 20-17. to The uh, Aztecs were up 17-0. UNLV clanked off the field goal post. A would-be tying field mm-hmm. goal near the end of the game. So San Diego State 7-1, ranked 25th. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. I San Diego State, you just call them the fake idea of college football. You wish it was UCLA, but they're worse than that. They don't even have a friend who can make the fake idea. And yet UCLA beat Arizona State this weekend yeah. because that's what they yeah. do. They win yeah. a couple of those games Utah. like, huh? Hey, Utah, the Pac-12 South is wide open. Just walk through that door. <laughs> Everyone stinks there. Ah, oh, here we go. Now to the opponents the Cougars have already played. Beginning with Utah. The Utes crack into the top 10 this week at number 9 after blah, a 35 nothing shutout of Cal. Zach Moss, 115 yards, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That said, the Utes now have to go to Seattle and take yeah. on the Washington Huskies. They are 1-6 all-time in Pac-12 play. Talent gap. Will it ever Is be it competitive? Even competitive? Yeah, will it ever be competitive? If Utah loses that? this year? Oh. oh, man, it's just, I don't know. Tennessee beats South Carolina 41-21. 3-5 on the season. The Big Orange play UAB this week. They've won the last three games against unranked teams. That's all it took is to get past the ranked foes. Do you not find yourself at least a little bit rooting for the Volunteers? I do. I but with totally Utah, I hope them. they lose every game for the <laughs> remainder of the Earth's history. <laughs> USC scored 14 fourth quarter points and dramatically beat Colorado in Boulder 35-31. The Trojans now 5-3. And still sit atop the Pac-12 South Division because they beat Utah head-to-head. That's right. They have the tiebreaker, too. USC hosts (laughs) 7th-ranked Oregon this weekend. You know what I want? Never mind. Never mind. It's over. I love chaos. I would love nothing more than for USC to beat Oregon. No. Oregon's the best shot to beat Utah in the Pac-12 title game. Granted, that could still happen if Oregon loses. No, no, no. I want Oregon to win out. Beat Utah. I, go to the playoff. I man. am in favor of chaos. Chaos in no, the Pac-12. Chaos might benefit Utah. So, no. Washington had a bye week. They'll uh, host number nine Utah and Seattle. We are all Huskies. Okay, this so week. they're off a bye week, too, like BYU. Yes, double prepared for Utah. Toledo snaps a two game losing streak, barely, with a 37 34 overtime win over Eastern Michigan. Yeah. The Rockets now 5 and 3, and they have a bye week forthcoming. And South Florida beat East Carolina 45 20. Jordan Cronkright rushed for 129, two touchdowns. Bulls 4 and 4 have a bye week this week. Boise State moves up one spot to 21 in the latest AP poll after a bye week. That's a beneficial bye week. You lose to BYU. Take a break, and you still move up in the rankings. Broncos travel to San Jose yeah, State this weekend. Oh, by one. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, there are six non-Power 5 teams in the rankings. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, I want to look at USF's upcoming schedule because they're 4-4, four and, four, and you and I were talking no about No one breaks this. down South Florida no, Bulls football you, like BYU. You and I were talking before the show about will the Eastern trend continue for BYU where they lose to teams – in the Eastern Times on the finish with a winning record. You always one win since 82 against teams they played in the Eastern Times on that finish with a winning record. One in That's 18? Silly. One in 18 right now? I don't know. It's one in too many. Or one in 17? It's one in too many. Could it be one in 19 by the time we get to the end of the season? Yes, if Toledo it's, and USF both Toledo, finish with winning records. Toledo's going to have winning record. I don't know about that. Okay, so USF is 4-4. Four and four. They host Temple. They Temple's going to win. 
They could possibly win the game at home. It's in Tampa. But then South Florida hosts 17th-ranked Cincinnati. That's a loss. Then they host 24th-ranked Memphis. That's a loss. And then they play at UCF. That's a loss. So, no, it's over. <laughs> Dunzo. Okay. So that team, oh, it hurts. It hurts. That was, yeah, that's a bad one no, no matter mm-hmm. how you – They're not going to finish up. with a winning record. That, that's not going to they, happen. Yeah, they could – no, they could be 8-4 and, and we'd still be up to San Diego State ranked right now. Do you think the Aztecs will win every game and be maybe, I don't know, number 19 or number 20 when BYU faces them in the regular season finale? That would be really interesting uh, because San Diego State has not played – like anybody. Let's go over their victories once I, again. I don't, yeah, I just don't think they're that good, and I'm intrigued. So They lost to Utah State. They beat Weaver State 6 nothing. Weaver State is a top five FCS team, but still 6 nothing. Uh, beat UCLA by 9. Uh, beat New Mexico State by 21. Lost to Utah State by 6. Beat Colorado State by 14. Beat Wyoming by 4. Beat San Jose State by 10. San Jose State by 10. And beat UNLV by 3. Like, Margins matter when figuring out how good a team is. It is about winning at the end of the day, but margins do matter. San Diego State has won seven of its eight games. They deserve to be probably in the top 25, but it just feels like they aren't that great. They've got a top 25 defense. They do not have a top 25 offense. Like, will BYU at the end could be 7-4 and BYU beats Utah State and, and the easy three. Will BYU be the best team? That, that San Diego State would have played all year. It, it feels like they would be. Maybe. They haven't, played, they haven't played anybody. UCLA is the worst. They're garbage. All BYU fans should root for San Diego State yes. to run the table yes. because that would give BYU, amazingly, an opportunity to win three ranked games and only lose two, and it would be a record five games yes. against ranked teams. Yes. I say play ranked teams every week. <laughs> That's the kind of schedule I want. Said no one. <laughs> Coming up, a cougar in Canada tweeted a video of him jumping around. Why? Plus, who is the best BYU football player in the NFL? At least, who's having the best season? Because there are some dudes balling oh, out right now. Fun. This is BYU Sports Nation. Fun. This segment of BYU Sports Nation presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation in Studio B. Do not forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you choose to get your podcast. And the show is also available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. What a season in the NFL for several former BYU football Cougars, awesome. including Taysom Hill, who has mm-hmm. three touchdown catches this season. Caught another one from Drew Brees in his return yesterday for the Saints. Jamal Williams scored twice yesterday. He keeps going touch. It's like three weeks in a row. Kyle Van Noy and Fred Warner play on defenses of the two remaining undefeated teams in the National Football League. Starting middle linebackers, no doubt. Incredible. Jerem, which BYU Cougar is having the best season thus far in the NFL? I could see arguments for a lot of different players, the four you mentioned. I am going to go with Taysom Hill because everybody that follows the NFL knows who Taysom Hill is. Like He is this crazy anomaly as a quarterback that plays all these positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, special teams. Like It is insane. And the fact that he's catching touchdowns is crazy. And even crazier is this stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Your boy Taysom Hill has more receiving touchdowns than the following. Larry Fitzgerald, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jason Witten, Danny Amendola, Christian McCaffrey, and your boy Odell Beckham Jr., just to name a few. Are you kidding me? Argue against that. 
More touchdowns than OBJ it's incredible. receiving for Taysom Hill. It's so fun to watch Taysom and Jamal Williams and Ziggy Ansah and Daniel Sorensen, not to mention the ones you mentioned. This is awesome. BYU produces talent. They produce talent. Also, Taysom Hill is an undrafted guy in the league. He's going to be a restricted free agent next year. I'm excited to see what happens if the Saints can match what someone wants for him. Yeah, it's fun to watch multiple BYU guys play last night on Sunday primetime. Daniel Sorensen starting for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll have a little nugget about that in just a moment. You, you talked to him Hung uh, out two with weeks him, ago. Yeah, right? when they, uh, the Chiefs were playing on Thursday night football against the Broncos in a win. So it, another undrafted guy yes. that is starting in the NFL. Impressive. Incredible. Yeah, really impressive. Taysom Hill has made the most of his opportunity and then some. He has become the poster child, in a way, of the New Orleans Saints. He has the third most popular jersey at the Saints fan shop behind Drew Brees and Michael Thomas. Then it's Taysom Hill. More than Alvin Kamara? Yes. Wow. That's crazy. That's nuts. Okay? His jersey sales are moving up the chart. So he, is, he has maximized this opportunity. In terms of like best season thus far, I have to go with Kyle Van Noy. Because he's playing for the number one ranked defense in the NFL, and he is a starting middle linebacker, and he has he gets to the quarterback on the regular. Kyle Van Noy only has twenty one tackles, but he's got four and a half sacks, Jerem. Four and a half sacks of his twenty one total tackles. Touchdown? Yes. He's and he almost had a second, but they forced forced two fumbles. And he scored a defensive touchdown for the best defense in the NFL. Fred Warner's having an amazing season as well. But Kyle Van Noy, for me, is the best season thus far in the NFL. Yeah, Fred had a better season last year in terms of how many tackles he was having. But he's a part of a defense that's lighting up. Ziggy Ansah, one of those pass rushers, has a sack, a couple fumble recoveries. Had the great strip and recovery against the Browns. Uh, You mentioned Fred Warner, Kyle Van Noy. This is fun. And look. All the, let's see, were all those guys on the same team, or were, was there a year apart? Because Ziggy Ansah's last year was 2013, and Fred Warner no, was Ziggy a Ansa's freshman. last year was 2012. 2012. 2012. So then Fred Warner comes in 2014 as a freshman, was it? 15, 16, 17? Yeah. So they didn't all overlap, but almost. The 2012 team had Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, uh, as freshman. You had Kyle Van Noy as a sophomore, right? Junior. Junior. Ziggy Ansah was a senior. I mean... Daniel Sorensen was on that team. Uh, one, there's a reason that defense was yes. incredible in 2012. Spencer Hadley, Wani Unga, Alani Fua were also guys that played in the NFL. Don't now, but played in the NFL. That 2012 and 2013 Special. defense. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, and those were eight, and what, eight win teams um, both years? Was 2013 yeah. eight as well? Yes. That were, like, 2013, they played seven Power 5 teams. Like, insane. If BYU plays a regular-ish group of five or a pseudo-light independent schedule, BYU's a 10- or 11-win team. And, they, and, and, that's, and that's what I wish we had with these guys, was wins versus Utah, was finished ranked, was da-da-da. But as individuals, they've been able to thrive at the next level, which is awesome. And shows you that this can work. This can work. This situation, independence, playing these schedules, I still think a little too tough. But BYU can validate. It's validating for the program to show the graphic we just showed of these guys doing work in the NFL. They're not scrubs. They're not deep backups buried just on the depth chart, whatever. They're playing and making an impact. Sacks, tackles for loss, uh, touchdowns. It's awesome. Yeah, and did you mention Michael Davis as well? Michael Davis might be the best story out of all of them 
because he, he was he, he was benched yeah. for Dine Gunwalakua's senior year. Who and, we think is going to be an NFL player, too. Right. And here Michael Davis is, an undrafted free agent. Start Half the league's undrafted, so it, it's not everything to be drafted. But it's really cool to watch. And to start for the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego. Who the last couple of years have been a really good team. Kyle Van Noy, just looking at his stats once again, he's hit the quarterback eight times, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and the touchdown that this you mentioned. This is what he does. He is a disruptor. And how awesome is it that he is not in Detroit? Because he was so buried. We had Steve Young in studio. We taped an interview with him a couple years ago when the trade happened. We were the ones to inform Steve, hey, Kyle Van Noy got traded to the Patriots, and he said, he just he, won the Super Bowl. He's won Super Bowl. <laughs> he just won multiple Super Bowls, and he's probably going to win another Super Bowl this year. Well... <laughs> Don't don't even don't even try and tell me the Seahawks are going to compete with the Patriots. Stop well, it. They already blew that one. Stop it. Too soon. Our question of the day on BYU football. If you were Kalani Satake, would you name a starting quarterback, Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, prior to Saturday's game with Utah State and why? At Jason D. Jolly answers on Twitter. Name one, then start the other. <laughs> By way of deception, thou shalt do war. What? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at the Oral Care Club answers on Instagram. Why a play business? a quarterback at all? Air Force what? two for 16 yards <laughs> and beat Utah Just State. run. Just wing T. 31 Let's to go. Seven. Just run the option. We're 31 to 7. Jaron Hall. Hilarious. Start Jaron Hall. He runs. Let's go. Okay. Today's rise and shout outs now. I'm going back to the Kansas City Chiefs and their little montage of defensive starters in last night's Sunday night <laughs> primetime game. It was the East-West Shrine game yes, from was. Key and Peele. Yes, it was. And Daniel Sorensen comes up second to last. I wanted him to be last, but he was second to last. And Only says, white guy. Daniel Sorensen, BYU. And I was like, everybody <laughs> that knows that sketch is cracking up right now. <laughs> It was hilarious. <laughs> well played, Kansas City Chiefs. Mine goes to Riker Matthews, repping in the Canadian Football League. The Hamilton Tiger Cats set a franchise record for most wins in a season, 14-3. and three. They're the best team in the CFL right now, and your boy Riker is a starter on the O-line. Congratulations. Oh, so cool. That's cool. So cool. Our thanks to today's guest, Alex Barcelo. Nice to have him in the fold for BYU Basketball. Oh, awesome. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. It ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Mo Elowanibi. Stay tuned on BYU TV. Coordinator's Corner up next with Greg Rebell, offense coordinator Jeff Grimes. Hi, Greg! And assistant head coach Ed Lamb. Who's going to start a quarterback? Go Cougs!